Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's Daily TalkSport podcast podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, on the Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast podcast. And a busy podcast coming up, actually. And no, I'm not sponsored by the word podcast. We begin with Ian Holloway or Holly or Ollie, as some people call him. He was talking about the title race on Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show, as was Danny Murphy with Jim White. It's pretty phenomenal, though, isn't it? You know, Liverpool. Can can you see them stepping up? It's, it's just yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think um, not not Anfield, but away from home, they can have off days. Of course, you can. You can yeah. be unlucky. I do, but I not just many their times. back line with with, with Van Dyke. He's mm. like a not many times Rolls no. Royce. You know, I, I just can't see it. Even Matip looks magnificent next to him. Do you know what I mean? Whoever they, whoever you put next to Van Dyke um, is sensational, and I think that could be the Baron on this year maybe Laporte uh, and his manager last year said he was outstanding um, maybe we're now seeing the fact that that wonderful team they've got is missing one key element at the back we, that might be the yeah. whole thing Danny with Liverpool going the way they're going a lot of people are suggesting to me this morning it's over title race is over can't well, be surely put them back in the asylum yeah. Those people, because yeah. in January last year, Liverpool was six points clear, so let's not get carried away. But do you actually think City can win the title with that defence? Um, I, I think City could still win the title, but I, I, I do, I've tipped Liverpool, but City could mix it up. They could put, they, I know they've got injuries, but they could put Fernandinho centre-half, they could move Kyle Walker centre-half, they could play a three, they could change it tomorrow and go on a 10-game winning run. They've sure. got that much. They've got that much quality, so let's not get... Not, let's give Norwich the credit for once. Some silly mistakes, yeah, from City. We've seen that, but let's not write them off, God. I mean, no, we're not even out of September. Back to the Alan Brazil Breakfast Show, and Sam Warburton was on. The former Wales, British and Irish Lions captain was talking about Gareth Thomas. He obviously came out 10 years ago, uh, which is the first time a, a rugby player has come out. Um, I think ever professional rugby in such a macho sport, and then mm. but the stories I've heard from that have been incredible about people who were thinking of taking their lives um, because they were getting homophobic comments and stuff. And then Gareth Thomas came out, and I think literally would have saved lives from coming out and doing what he did. Wow. So he's done the same thing now. For those who don't know, you know, he announced on his um, I think it was Twitter or Instagram, when it is Twitter about a day or two ago that he was HIV positive. But he the wants last to remove, four years, I think. 
Really? That I long so, as well? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, I had no idea. And I'm obviously in the, the circle. You know, I know a lot of the guys he knows. I know, I know Gareth, Alfie. Mm. Um, but I had no idea. But I think he wants to remove the stigma around it, you know. So he's obviously very brave to do that in the public eye. And he ran an Ironman, I, I think, the day after, which is pretty emotional. And he's, the world's changing, isn't it? It's forever changing the world, uh, the world and the world we live in. But I think he's sort of leading that and it often does take one brave person to come out and hopefully a lot of people follow behind him but well, he's, he's had so much support he's educating all of us because we're, we're not educated on that well football you know, it's, it's, the numbers in football clearly there was gay guys playing football clearly but just scared to come out oh it's yeah. fascinating I heard that when he came out he was there was a lot of guys within football and rugby who reached out to him but mm. but we don't know we don't mm. know so th- there's a lot of people like that so as long as they don't feel they're isolated then that's a great job so what he's doing is brilliant Back now to Jim White and Delia Smith and Michael Wynne-Jones are on the show. Of course, the Norwich City major shareholders. So you could say Jim White had Alas Smith and Jones on. I have to say to you both, Lindsay's just coming away with the most amazing statistic. Tell me that statistic, Lindsay. I just love reading this, that the, the line-up for, for Norwich cost 6.45 million, where Cities was 406.1 million. I mean, it's just an amazing tribute to, to your recruitment department, your recruitment policy. It was really funny, Lindsay, because yesterday we had our head of recruitment at the match with us. He had lunch with us yesterday. So I was getting on my knees and sort of bowing down. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't got their 400 million, by the way. <laughs> it, it makes it all the more remarkable, though, Delia, doesn't it? Yeah, but it, it says a lot about football, doesn't it? That's why we love it, because none of us ever really know what's going to happen, do we? No. And um, it's it's just incredible. And, we, you know, we, we are totally overwhelmed. I don't think we could move yesterday. We were so tired. <laughs> I think I think also you both you both deserve credit and the club's philosophy in many ways because there was a point wasn't there um, last season when the manager actually under a little bit of pressure um, and and the calmness that was had by yourselves and the, and the willingness to let somebody just grow into the role and, and do his job properly is is reaping its rewards now. It is, and I I do think um, you know we've been around a long time now. We're quite long in the tooth in football. We've actually. <laughs> been board directors for 23 years mm. and and you do learn you learn as you go but my goodness you know just changing the manager every five minutes is not the way no we've no. learned that <laughs> michael, michael am i right you attended your first norwich match in 1953 that's right i can't remember what it was but it, that's about it yeah i mean what is it about this club that you 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 have such a long-term love affair with it well, I think, like like all fans, you know, I mean, we're very fortunate in in the sense that we're a one football county, but it, it really does spread very deep uh, in the county. Uh, and yes, we've been swept up in it for 60 years now. <laughs> yeah. We can fast forward now to drive time with Adrian Durham, who's talking about, no, someone's got this wrong. It says here he was talking about Jose Mourinho, the man to fix Arsenal. No, that can't... What?! Do you know what? There's, there's something that needs to be done at Arsenal, and it's somebody who will have a no-nonsense approach. Somebody who will come down, tell it like it is, and come down hard on players and tell it exactly as it is. They'll say to Gwen Doozy, you need six months playing for the under-21s before you get back in this team. 
They will say, they'll say to them, you've been very lucky to get this call-up because of injuries for France, so you, you've suddenly got ahead of yourself. Get back down there. They'll sell Xhaka to Palace. <laughs> it would have been what? Sunderland a few years ago, but you're right, yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Or West Ham. Yeah. Or Disfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Right, time's running out for Unai Emery. He's coming up to the end of the two years, OK? And, and we all thought, yeah, first season, fine. Second season, there needs to be a difference. There's no difference. This is no difference to the darkest days under Arsene Wenger. They conceded more chances to Watford than they did in the 8-2 at Man United. So this, these, are, these are just as bad, these times, for Arsenal Football Club, and they're nowhere nearer getting to the title or challenging for the title than they were in those latter years under Arsene Wenger. So something drastic needs to be done. It's a fan base and a football club that's living a delusion that their players are really good. They have a talented player in Meza Ozil, underperforms mm. and has been doing for years. They need somebody... Got a goal scorer who scores 20-odd goals a season. Any other club would have him in the Premier League. They got Lacazette, another one, who would fit into a lot of teams in the Premier League, if not all of them. Pepe, they paid 70 million quid for. They should be better than they are, but they've got to sort it out defensively. Well, the, got... the midfield, defending starts up front, but the midfield and the defending, and I'm not even it's sure not about enough. the goalkeeper, mm. absolutely not good enough. And it looks like they're not being coached correctly or being told the right things. You know who they need? They need Jose Mourinho. That's who they need. He will be perfect for Arsenal. Their fans will hate me saying it. He is a free agent. Can you see it getting better under Unai Wenger? Because I can't. So do they need somebody who's actually going to go in there and, you know, just shake the club oh, up? I'd love it, wouldn't he? Well, it, it's Mourinho exactly who they need. Job. He'd take that job. 100% take that job. This is the job he's been looking for. This is what Arsenal need. Jose Mourinho in charge. Back to Ian Holloway on Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. And he was telling a story about how he made his players do ballet. This is actually a very funny story and uh, a true one because I remember the first time I heard it. He told me that the players were made to do ballet in a reserve match. And of course, the score ended 2-2. Come on, that's not bad. It's not even my joke. I've stolen it. My lads to the ballet. You did. You did them to ballet. Well, did you did. I did. Why? Big Danny Shitu had a... What? A, a girl on in a tutu on his shoulder. They're not, they're not cracker. You took them. They're not no, cracker. what we did just to change things over. They wouldn't get out Must of the van Christmas. at first. They wouldn't get out of the van. They were like rocking the van. <laughs> but I wanted to understand how you know with they the hold light up my the feet leg, or yeah, the strength. And, no, the that. strength of right. their legs and buttocks area. So we did their training, right? And we can walk for a week. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. And in the end, we have I'm massive ne- respect. I, I have never had so much tosh in my what life. What is wrong with you? You I took them to the ballet. Listen, Al, sometimes you have to just break what you do. Who are we playing Saturday, uh, Gaffer? Not Swansea, Swan Lake. Yeah. <laughs> you are, I swear to you, they did it. I, I had a poker game once. They thought they were training. We went in the splash and slide and then went out and had a poker tournament. Cards not go wet. Eh? No, <laughs> you. Two different things. They're right next door to each other. You've got to break things up. Were you up, players like... ever confused a bit? Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. Were they, were they, was it successful, though? Yeah. Well, it it actually relaxed, yeah, if, if you look relaxed, they get relaxed. I mean, you, what, you've got to realise, you've got to try and find out what makes the group tick. They didn't like the ballet, I have to say. But I did because it was different and I get bored doing the same <laughs> things over and over again so uh, probably for me really it's all that matters really isn't it yeah okay. you, if you ask Mark Bertram about it now he's still they, you took they Mark were, Bertram to the they, ballet yeah they all went <laughs> Kevin Gallagher they thought it was hilarious but it changed and then we went when we went back to training you got their focus back because you could be doing them squats 
and them lunges. I'm not kidding you. The squats and lunges were absolutely excruciating. And i got to do that later on today. That's what I'm doing today. Legs. <laughs> he's made of steel now, though, isn't he? Looks great, Alan. Uh, yeah. Don't listen. Uh, I think he's, he's growling over uh, worried about his mind. <laughs> I'm Paul Hawksby, and this is TalkSport Daily. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channel Eyes Bingbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. On now to Simon Jordan's press box. It's not actually called Simon Jordan's press box, but for legal reasons, Simon has taken out an injunction on me to only name-check him and not other people like Danny Kelly. So here's Simon Jordan's press box without Danny Kelly. The question, Simon Jordan, for you is, is, uh, is this a good deal for Manchester United? That's what I was trying to work out in the break, to look at the dynamics of what De Gea's valuation is if he was to be moved along by Manchester United what the cost implications of bringing another goalkeeper in, bearing in mind that the benchmark is now 75, 80 million quid to buy a top goalkeeper, and what really David De Gea has been able to generate for himself as an increase. If you look at the premise that, let's say he's getting 125 grand extra a week on this deal, and these numbers are exorbitant, but they are what they are in the world that we live in, you're talking about a 25 million pound difference to Manchester United over that four year period. I have mixed emotions about where David De Gea could go and what kind of transfer fee he would be commanding in the event that Man United did want to move him along because of salary restrictions and because there was an element of backward thinking about goalkeepers, that goalkeepers don't attract the same value or don't get paid the same wages as centre-forwards because they don't, they just, just, just don't. And I've never been of that school of thought. I've always believed that goalkeepers win you games, generate points for you and ultimately are as important a position as any other position on the pitch. But I'm trying to look at this deal and think, if De Gea was sold, I have got this feeling, and I don't know where this feeling comes from, that I don't think he'd be able to command that, that United would be able to get much more than fifty million quid for him. Mm. Now, with that being the benchmark in place, and with the idea of buying a goalkeeper that probably is going to be in the eighty million pound territory to replace him, the economics of this deal stack up in Manchester United's favour because if they're paying twenty five million quid more in David De Gea's wages, and ultimately, um, you know, saving themselves £80 million against a £50 million transfer fee, they're probably about 5 or £10 million quid ahead of the game. On now to H&J, or Hawksby and Jacobs, as we know them so well. Emil Heskey was their guest, the former England, Liverpool and Leicester striker, was in the studio telling us about his new book. 
titled Even Heskey Scored. You like to think we've come a long way, but there's been... I'm not sure we have. There's been stuff going on recently, even in, mm. in this country, where we, we like to think that, you know, we've... It's better than it than it has been in the past, but it, it, it's still a lot of work to do. Isn't Different there? ways that you can do it, isn't there? Um, now social media is the next platform that's been bombarded with it. Um, um, abroad as well with Lukaku um, getting it and then getting it from a presenter as well recently saying, yeah. saying what he had to say. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get where their mind is to say some, some of these things. Um, it's too easy to hide behind social media and say whatever you want. Mm. Um, that is something that's probably, uh, I'm guessing social media will have to address and will probably look at. Yeah. In the but long you've, you've got racism from the fans, but you've also got, and you talk about this, and perhaps we'll have a more extensive chat after the break, but mm -hmm. about the glass ceiling for black coaches, and that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a different problem altogether, I think. Yeah, that's a different problem altogether. At the end of the day, when you look at um, your likes of your, uh, I'll, I'll give you Dwight York. He's had his pro licence... God knows how long he's had that for. What, mm. Where is he coached? Yeah, <laughs> where is he coached? And we've seen. I mean, he's played at the highest, highest yeah. level. Two I mean, guys, it's... two guys you like and you played with have both gone into coaching quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Top level coaching in mm -hmm. Frank Lampard and Stephen Gerrard. You, yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. and um, yeah, look, look I, I, I said it, and uh, I believe they probably deserve the chance to go into that. Yeah, but when you look at Sol Campbell, who. Uh, at the time had his pro license, or oh, he still got, obviously got his pro license. The the two the two other players didn't have their pro license. They were working towards their pro license, but they're up here and he's down there. And, mm. and then you can say, oh yeah, but it's medals. He's won more than more medals, just nah, as many medals as the others. Yeah. Uh, he's actually, done a great actually, job at Macclesfield, but now, you, he, you know, he hasn't take, uh, got another job yet. Uh, you, uh, you hope he will. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He's just got to bide his time like everyone else, uh, they keep saying. Has it, has it put you off of going, kind of doing your pro licence <laughs> well, and putting the, the time the in that you is, need to? The thing is, um, they, everyone keeps telling you, go and get your badges, go and get your badges. They can't turn you down. Well, they can turn you down with your badges or without your badges. Now, if they really want you in there, they'll, they'll bring you in there. I look at uh, the likes of Sol with his badges. I look at the likes of Andy Cole with his badges. I look at the likes of uh, 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 Les Ferdinand, who's obviously got a different job, but he had his badges. Um, uh, um, Dwight York with his badges. Mm. I can keep going on and on. Michael Johnson with his badges. Michael's just started working with England with Chrissy Powell, hasn't what, he? They're, they're, it'd be interesting to see what he actually yeah. does. Is he at coaching or is he just observing? Mm. Um, it'd be interesting to see. And, and I think Jason Yule's uh, doing as well, which oh, is okay. great. And finally, but by no means leastly, onto the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar with me, Andy Goldstein, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. And of course, it was a busy night on the show. We were taking calls on the back of Aston Villa against West Ham. We had Madness on the Midnight Train and any other lovely stuff that Tom, who puts this podcast together, decided to stick in. By the way, if you're not happy with the bits and pieces from the Sports Bar in the Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast, then please do not tweet me. Make sure you tweet Tom. And for legal reasons, I can't give out his Twitter handle, but just, you know, at TalkSport, attention Tom. Anyway, here are the best bits from arguably the best show on TalkSport. We begin with your calls from Villa Park. Aston Villa nil, West Ham nil, 08717, double two, double three, double four. Just what, I'm a bit annoyed, to be honest, after I left the game today. Um, I think Dean Smith, I think he's got to be bold. I think he's got to be a bit bolder, and when things aren't working, change it up. Do you know what I mean? I think we, we, we look too narrow, um, and yeah, it just wasn't working. When you say too narrow, 
I mean, I, I noticed there was one occasion towards the end when you've got the numerical advantage where Jack Grealish is on the edge of the box and he wanted yeah. to go out wide left and he's he's had a look and there's nothing available to him. He's had to go back into where there's traffic and eventually the ball was given away. When they're down, when you play against a team that have 10 men, you want to make the pitch as big and as wide as possible because at some stage there's going to be a space I don't remember Villa doing that enough. I don't remember Villa no, using Pat, the width Pat, of the pitch enough. Yeah, we, we don't. We don't. We didn't do it the whole game, mate. Um, I think a lot. A lot of the lad at the right back, he gets on. He gets. He gets. Um, he overlaps Jota. Jota's not quick enough to be a winger. The Taylor, oh, he's just woeful when he gets on the ball. But another thing on Grealish, then again tonight, he's done himself no favours tonight. It was shocking. If that was anybody else, he'd be getting slagged to the hills because he was poor tonight. Grealish was. Don't get me wrong, he's a great player and he was amazing for us last season. And I know there's a lot of pressure on him, but he has got to start producing. So, I said earlier that there's a player in there and I wonder whether we'd see a better Jack Grealish if he was in a better side. Maybe. Um, I think he started last season poor. He was quite slow. And he said that himself. And obviously, look how how he ended last season. Just coming back from the game with you, lads. Uh... I didn't agree with that comment about Wilshere coming on for Landini. I have to say, I thought Landini had a smashing game. Um, our problem was up front today. We just couldn't finish the, uh, couldn't get the ball in the back of that. Is there not a place for Jack Wilshere in this team? Um, not today. I, I don't know. What do you think, Andy? Place for Jack Wilshere? Uh, hold on. Not in, not in the formation we played today, I don't think, no. Who's, so that's, that's Andy with is Toby. That, is that Andy? Yeah, me, me yeah. and Toby are presenting the show now. Yeah. Oh, go on then. <laughs> like, go on, carry on. You carry on. on. Carry on. Yeah, I'll tell you what, do you yeah. want to take a caller, Toby? Yeah? Do you want to do that? So Toby. Yeah. Toby, I'll tell you yeah, what you yeah. do, right? Um, next up is uh, Simon, the Villa fan. So if you can intro him, I'll put him to air and then you can ask him what he wants to say, all right, Toby? Yeah, okay, yeah. So go on, so intro Simon, the Villa fan, then you can have a conversation with him. Go on, Toby. Yeah, brilliant. We've got to intro him. You've got to say hello, Simon. Hi, hi, hi Simon. Welcome to the show, mate. Um, what do you think of the game? We thought you played awful. Uh, yeah. You are that? Hearing me? How's it going? I thought Declan yeah, Rice was outstanding today. Are we a glimpse of Noble? Uh, Toby, yeah. if you're going to speak to someone, you've got to hear what they say, yeah. otherwise you're talking over each other. All right, OK. I'll, I'll, I'll hold back a bit. All right. Look, la- look, la- last time, Toby, Sorry, last Tom. chance, all right? So next okay. Say, okay. next up is Simon. What do you want to say? Go on, Toby. Next up, we've got Simon. What do you want to say? I'm a Villa fan and I was in the game today and I thought Declan Rice was quality. I thought he controls your mid- midfield pretty well. Links up with Noble. One goes, one stays back and... He's definitely got to be in the England squad soon. So, so you wouldn't bring Wilshire in ahead of him then? No, not a chance. So there's no place for Wilshire in the West Ham side, surely? Well, I personally don't think he's good enough, but I'm a Villa fan, so I couldn't care less, to be fair. Would you take... Uh, oh, that's enough of that. <laughs> Cheers, boys. You're listening to the Toby and Andy show. More of your calls when we come back. And that's it for another Andy Goldstein Talks Football Daily podcast. Just time to uh, read you out a little uh, email that's literally just landed in my inbox. Uh, Hi, Andy. Love the Talks Football Daily podcast. Love the sports bar stuff as well. Just wondering if there's any live football on Talk Sport tonight, tonight being Tuesday. Well, it's a very good question, actually. Uh, I can tell you that the kickoff show with Hugh Wozencroft will feature live commentary of Napoli against Liverpool. On TalkSport 2, we'll have live commentary of Borussia Dortmund against Barcelona. And, of course, when all those games and the Chelsea game is finished, the sports bar, the Andy Goldstein one, will be taking all your calls from 10pm. So, oh, another little 
email and drop me. Thanks for reading out my email. Thanks for the live game information. Keep up the good work. Surely you deserve some kind of pay-wise. Anyway, for another show. Uh, that's it. Thanks so much for downloading. Remember to press subscribe. Either way, I'll be back on the next one, and that should be tomorrow at the same sort of time. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.